You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi, this is Anne-Marie. Welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, as a change maker and aspiring industry thought leader, are you incorporating stories into your content? This is a question that I asked you on episode seven last week, and you would have heard me share some studies that have shown that stories can, one, help you cut through distractions of your audience, Number two, can activate your audience's brain. And three, can influence change in people's behaviors and actions. If you haven't had a listen to episode seven, go ahead and do that. But on today's episode, I want to share seven powerful storytelling techniques that'll enable you to engage and inspire your audience. I guarantee if you do this correctly, you really will be able to deepen engagement and inspire and influence them. But before we dive into all of that good stuff, I just wanted to do a shout out to George Zeden. Now he's the managing director of the Lead Generation Experts. And I'm shouting out to him because he made a comment, left a comment on a LinkedIn post that I shared on episode six, which was called Struggling to Build Your Visibility and Reach. Speak to an audience of one. And I asked listeners or I asked my community over there on LinkedIn, you know, what is your favorite way of doing research? Because in episode six, I talked about understanding your ideal client so much so that you know exactly what he or she is struggling with, what keeps him or her up at night. And the way that you really understand what that is for your ideal client is you have to do research, research, research. So I asked my community, what's your favorite way of generating, you know, the right information? How do you research that? And George said, my favorite is customer feedback. The way I operate is on a personal basis. So customers are not a number for me. This is why he focuses on number one, building a relationship with his customers. Number two, making sure that he asks them how their business is going and how much value the leads that he provides are giving them. Number three, he asks them why they like working with them. And number four, he asks them how he can improve. And he said, this is a time consuming process, I know, but this is 100% true feedback from clients who care about us and they care about you know what they're doing and and they know that their success is our success too. Now this is valuable because so often I think we as business owners can assume that something is important and asking for feedback from existing clients and, and the feedback that they give you can be gold because if you know that current clients think that certain way and, and have certain expectations that can pretty much predict how future clients, prospective clients can be thinking as well. So you can incorporate that information in your content that you share and obviously the way that you capture your testimonials so that as a prospective client is reading that content or hearing that content, if you're sharing it on a podcast, then obviously when they're ready to make that decision, guess who they're going to think about? 
you because of the fact that you've really been sharing content and, and speaking into the things that they're struggling with. So thanks once again, George, for sharing that. I think customer feedback is very, very important. And if you're an industry thought leader and maybe not incorporating customer feedback into how you continue to do research on your ideal client, through your existing customers, then that may be a really good strategy. If you decide to adopt that and start having some really great successes in that, leave me a comment and I'll certainly do a shout out as well. Now, just as heads up, if you're thinking of launching a podcast, you're here in Melbourne and you're not really sure on where to start, just a heads up that my workshop may just be something that you would like to participate in. July's one is going to be a virtual workshop and August, which is penciled in for the 21st, is going to be an in-person workshop in Melbourne too. Where to start when it comes to getting your Thought Leader podcast recorded, produced, published, so that you can generate the visibility and reach that you need to build your business. I'm going to focus on the number one thing that you should focus on before you record your podcast, which is not technology. How to find and attract the right audience so you can cut through the online clutter and begin to build influence and impact immediately with your message. Five ways to money monetize your podcast so that it can become profitable and begin to generate opportunities and ultimately customers from your very first episode. The missing link and reason why so many business owners struggle to turn influence and impact into income and leads and ultimately paying customers. Three key steps to nurture podcast listeners into leads. And of course, the tools, the technologies and digital assets that you need to produce and publish and promote your Thought Leader podcast. So you can check out the details, grab your tickets over at podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash workshop. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash workshop. Seven powerful storytelling techniques that'll engage and inspire your podcast audience, guaranteed. All right, as I mentioned in episode seven, we covered three reasons. Just to recap these briefly, reasons that stories should be incorporated into your podcast because it helps you cut through distractions, it helps you activate your audience's brains, and it can influence change in people's behaviors and actions. You can listen to the full episode on bit.ly forward slash ITL dash 07. That's bit.ly forward slash ITL dash 07. Make sure ITL is in capital letters. Now, before we dive into the seven things, just what I really want to encourage you not to do when you're sharing stories, and I've heard of this happen before, and this is sharing stories that are irrelevant to your audience. So not only could you miss opportunities to really build that engagement, but you could end up offending your audience. There was an example that I read. This wasn't a, a podcast, but rather an article that I read where a speaker didn't do this. She didn't ask the organizer about, you know, who were the attendees? What was the psychographics? Who was the audience some of the, the the more personal details so that she could capture the right stories and the right message in what she was sharing she didn't do that and then some of the stories she did share not only uh, were irrelevant but actually offended some of the audience the event organizer got quite a few complaints and even not so nice feedback on social media so 
Research, 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 something that I share that you must do in episode seven, and that's around really building reach and visibility, speak to an audience of one. You really want to make sure that the content and the stories that you share are relevant to your audience so that you can you know, cut through that clutter, distractions, activate your audience's brains and influence behavior and actions, and more importantly, not offend them because you're sharing a story that maybe goes against their core beliefs, their values. And if you've got a specific audience in mind that you continue to speak to week after week, you need to know that. So let's dive into some of these storytelling techniques. Now, these are techniques that I've used myself all, you know, throughout my podcasts that I do. If I'm on stage, if I am networking, if I am uh, on a panel, I'll incorporate these techniques. So I'm sharing things that uh, I have been able to integrate myself. Now, firstly, one of the best stories that you can incorporate or include in your repertoire is your own story, particularly if it speaks into the, the business and your particular expertise, how you've overcome challenges, the insights that you have learned, all of that incorporated into your story. And your story also needs to capture the essence or the struggles that your ideal client is currently going through. So that as you're sharing and you're giving them hope and possibility through your story, that they can catch on to that, that they can grab onto that and know that there's certainly hope for them as well. So there's a message within that and you speak to that in your story. Now, let me give you an example. If I think about my own personal story and journey when it comes to podcasting, I'm often asked, you know, how did you get into podcasting? And one of the things that I share with people is the fact that I started in 2008, I was in the career industry. And at that time, the global financial crisis hit and a colleague and I were, you know, working with clients across the globe that were really feeling the stress and anxiety of being without work and not being able to find re-employment because of the number of people who were also unemployed and things were really tough. And that was made worse by so many traditional media outlets. We had newspaper and radio television all talking about the doom and gloom and my colleague and I said we need to be the voice of hope and inspiration so we started career success radio did that for two years and the rest is history as they say that's kind of a bit of a, a snapshot overview of my story but of course there's more aspects of that story and how I share that is because very much aligns with who I am continue to want to share hope possibility in situations uh, and then I, I weave various aspects of the story depending on the angle that I need to, to share the you know the content or the emotions that I want to evoke so I can talk about how we struggle to monetize that and we're only able to do that for two years or I talk about the reach and visibility that I was able to generate through having a podcast and the relationships that I was able to build which was almost impossible prior to launching a podcast so there's lots of great ways that I can share my personal story and tailor it depending on the audience that I'm speaking to and you know what their needs and what their likes dislikes and their story and the emotion that I want to evoke but ultimately the influence that I want to, uh, to to bring to that audience with my story now you can also share someone else's story particularly if it's relevant to your own message and again your audience 
One example that I'll often use is a story that I heard a podcast guest shared. And the reason I share the story is so often I hear people say to me, yeah, Anna, I'd love to start a podcast, but who would want to listen? Who would want to listen to my story? It's like many, many other stories, and I don't think it's going to inspire and influence anyone. So they end up not sharing their story. And this particular podcast guest, the story that she shared really beautifully speaks into that. And let me share what her story is so that you really can understand what I mean. And this is how I shared that story at a business conference that I was attending, and I was asked to share a thought-provoking tip. This is what I said, never doubt that your story is worth sharing. Just like when one of my podcast guests shared hers, you know, I had to do everything in my power to contain my composure as she spoke about the horrific abuse that she had endured throughout her life. She was bruised, battered and left for dead on the side of the road after being gang raped as a teenager. Now, this was after years of abuse by people who were meant to love and protect her. And that was her story. Yet she forgave and she fought on. Now, she didn't think that her story was worth sharing. So when her closest friend continued to encourage her to do so, she finally did. And guess what? An impact she made. An entire room of women were in tears. However, there was one woman who was inconsolable because that morning she'd made a decision that her life was just too painful and she was going to end it. But something made her drive to the place where my guest was speaking that day. And after hearing that she wasn't alone, that there was healing on the other side of her pain and that people cared she made another decision and that decision was the decision to live. So if you think your story isn't worth sharing, it is. So will you? Because just like my podcast guest, someone somewhere needs to hear it. What a powerful story. And I often share that when the moment is right, your story is worth sharing. So In this instance, of course, I'm sharing my guest's story. See, it's so powerful and speaks into the fact that each and every one of us has a story, has a situation that we have lived through, that we have conquered, that we have stood courageously and boldly and said, you know what, I'm going to forgive and I'm going to fight on. And this is what my guest did. And she made it such an incredible impact on this other woman's life and many, many other women as she continues to share her story. So I hope that uh, you're inspired by that as well. Those are the first two tips. Number one, share your own story. Number two, share someone else's story that's relevant. Number three, you've heard the saying, show don't tell, right? Well, of course you can't show on a podcast. However, what it does confirm is the importance of using your voice. And you can take people on a journey so that they feel like they're right there with you. So whilst you can't visibly see, you really can share by evoking emotion. So you need to ask yourself, what sort of emotions do I want to convey? And which story best portrays that And how can I share that in a way that is going to make all of the difference? So the next couple of tips is certainly going to share how you bring that forward. And this is all to do with your voice and your mannerisms. Now, firstly, energy and emphasis. And this really is around the words, but how you speak them. You know, you can have high energy, you can have low energy, you can 
really bring some force behind that. And you can't see me now, but as I said force, you know, my fists were clenched and I sort of brought my hands forward. People can pick that up in your podcast. So imagine, you know, you really wanted to share a high impact, high energy story. Well, your voice would mirror that. You would bring that energy through in the way you shared your story. Similarly, if you wanted to calm down and and bring the conversation to a much lower kind of an energy, you would bring the energy down and the emphasis on words down. So energy and emphasis. The next tip in how you use your voice has to do with pitch inflection. Now, pitch is the natural timber of our voice and timber is about T-I-M-B-R-E. So some people have a high pitched voice, some people have a normal sounding voice and some people have very low pitched, deep voices. Now, for a woman, I've been told that I have a relatively lower pitched voice, not a real high pitched voice. And look, if you've got a high pitched voice, that is okay, whatever works for you. But where you really want to focus on with the inflection is, and and that describes the emphasis you put on words to help convey, you know, that feeling or emotion, you can change the inflection no matter what you know, your natural voice pitch, but you can bring inflection to the words, the emphasis on words as you're telling a story, you go up and then you go down. Or if you ask a question, you know, you end with a, yeah, the voice goes up just as if you're sharing a statement and it was like, this is it. Your voice would probably go down. These are the rules. This is what you have to do. I would not end that statement by, this is what you have to do. You get what I mean. You really can bring a statement home, bring a story home by just being very intentional in the inflection and where you put the emphasis on the word and how. Hope that makes sense. The next tip in how you use your voice has to do with rhythm and pace. Pace is, you know, the speed and which you speak. So if you're bringing um, some real tension into the, the, the conversation, into the story, you might speak a lot quicker. Yet if you wanted to slow it down a little bit and create a little bit of suspension, you would slow down your voice. So be mindful of that. Something else, you know, silence. Sometimes a silent pause can be really powerful. However, just be mindful when you are leaving silence on a podcast, no one can actually see you. So on stage, it's brilliant because you really can stare with intention at the stage and kind of look around, maybe smile a little bit. But of course, in a podcast, you can't do that. And someone might think, have we just been disconnected or something? So just be very mindful about the length of silence. But you can have silence, you know, pregnant pause, but it's a shorter pause that's done integrally and strategically in your podcast. So energy and emphasis, you bring high or low energy, pitch inflection, rhythm and pace, and of course, silence. But it's really about how you bring that story to life through your voice. Now, the fourth tip is elicit the five senses. Now, you certainly can't see and you can't taste food uh, when you're listening to a podcast. But as a podcast host, you can describe a meal in such detail that your audience's mouth will begin to water. Now, don't believe me. Let me give it a try here. I want you to think about one of your favorite foods, something you love to eat. I want you to picture it right there in front of you, your favorite dish. 
Now, with your eyes closed, what I want you to do is take a whiff of that 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 meal, that meal that you just absolutely love. Ah, smell that just beautiful aroma of your favorite dish. And as your mouth continues to water, I just want you to picture yourself biting down and and feeling the flavor of your favorite meal just burst into your mouth. Now, I don't know about you, but as your mouth started to water, as you thought about your favorite meal, now, as someone describes that, and this is a storyteller who does that so well, can capture each of your senses. But in this instance, it's obviously tasting and smelling of the food. Here's another exercise for you. As you are picturing and and experiencing what the flavor would be and your mouth's watering of your favorite food, I want you to imagine yourself biting down hard on a sour lemon. Ooh, I don't know about you, but just ooh, the thought of biting down on a sour lemon and having that sour taste just running down the back of my throat just makes me, ooh. don't get me wrong, I quite like lemon, but uh, with a little bit of honey to sweeten that. Maybe you like uh, lemon, but that gives you some idea that you can help elicit your audience's senses just by how you describe something, the words that you use in how you tell your story. So give that a go. Now, the fifth tip is elicit emotion. Just like you're eliciting the five senses, elicit emotion. So imagine if you want to share a story about being frustrated, then sound frustrated. Use the various insights on how to use your voice. So if you're sharing a story about being frustrated, you really want to get frustrated. Similarly, if you're telling a funny story, you might just want to include some light humor and speed up the pace a little bit when you're telling a joke. Now, I know some people are quite gifted in in telling a joke, but if you bring your audience along and how you share that story Maybe you want to share a story about being sad. You know, you might quieten down your voice. You might pause, not speak so quickly, but rather just allow the listeners to, you know, hear what it is that you're saying, but be alongside you as far as that emotion and so that they can really sense that sadness and again, whatever story that you are sharing. Tip number six, be genuine, be genuine. You need to be genuine because that saying, fake it till you make it. And I don't really like that saying. Find something that works for you and get so good that as you're continuing to practice over and over again, then you do get better at it. People can spot a fake a mile away, especially on a podcast. If you're trying to share a story and there's something awkward about that, you can't fake integrity. So again, when you're sharing your stories, make sure that you bring them to the forefront in a genuine, transparent way so that people don't pick up the fact that you're just trying to fake something. So be genuine. And the last tip, tip number seven, is around the story structure. And there's something that I learned many, many years ago, and it's something that I have coached many of my clients, executives and professionals when I was in the career industry and still talk about today because it's so relevant. And that is a, a structure that you can use. And we use it particularly in the career industry when you're responding to behavioral interview questions. And that is using CAR, CAR, that's the acronym. And that's challenge, actions, results. 
Now, there are a lot of other ways that you can structure stories, but I like to keep things simple so that I can remember them. So challenge, providing the listener some context around the story. What was happening? What were the struggles that you're going through? What was the challenge? Give them context to your story. If you think back to the story that I shared about me starting my very first podcast, I shared how I was working in the career industry, 2008, the global financial crisis hit and a colleague and I were disillusioned about the doom and gloom that traditional media was portraying and it was impacting the lives of our client and we wanted to be the hope and inspiration amongst the doom and gloom. So that gives them a bit of context. Now the actions, this is the journey. These are what did you do to overcome that challenge? What were the steps that you took? So you can go really deep into that. And, and often what I'll do is I'll try to have say three, minimum of three tips. Three tips is great. You know, what were the three main action steps and the three tips that you can share and some of the stories that you can share around each of those three key points. You really can take your listeners on, on the journey through that. And typically what I like to do in the actions is also try and in the stories that I share, address the concerns of my listeners and also try and dispel any mistruths, any misconceptions or any anything that would be a concern or that, that my ideal client or listener is thinking about. So I try and weave stories that also kind of alleviate any of those concerns. And then the result, so those are the actions, that's the journey. So the result really is the outcome. What happened after I implemented those steps? What happened after the fact I integrated those three particular tips, if I'm using three different tips? And you can share the results. And hopefully the results that you share are the outcomes that your ideal client, who's obviously your listeners, are wanting to achieve. Let me give you an example briefly of how I would use CAR in um, how I was able to go to monetize my podcast. So you know about the context of where we, we, we started the podcast. And one of the things that I might say to add on to that story is, you know, we did that podcast for two years, but one of the reasons we stopped podcasts at that podcast was because we struggled to monetize it. We hired mentors, we did as much research as we possible, but we were just not able to monetize it. So we parted ways after two years. Now I continued to podcast, but what I did do was I evaluated what was I doing and what was I not doing. And I recognized that whilst I was building impact and whilst I was building influence, I struggled to generate income. And I realized that there were a number of key factors that I did not do. And then, of course, I might go into what each of those particular factors. So that would be the actions, the fact that there was no strategy. I didn't think of the end in mind. I was so worried about the technology. Um, I always thought that I you know, needed to have lots of different podcast episodes. And so I'll go through that and share. And in actual fact, that now is my signature system and what I teach my clients so that they can avoid making the same mistakes that I have made. And when they implement the strategies and the taxes that I share in my workshop and in my podcasting with purpose program, guess what? They're not only able to build influence and impact, they're also able to build income too and monetize their message. And I was able to do that as well. And I might share some key results. So you see, I'm using the challenge, the context, the actions and the results. So that's a great way that you can structure your story too. So challenge, action, results. 
Okay, those are the seven. Let me just repeat them for you. Tip number one, have your own story ready to go where you've overcome challenges and been able to go to unstoppable, whatever that might be. Share someone else's story. You can do that beautifully to incorporate, you know, some powerful stories in your message. You've heard the saying, show, don't tell. Well, how you show them on a podcast, where obviously you've only had audio, is where you use your voice and, and the emphasis and the energy that you put on certain words. Pitch inflection, rhythm and pace, you know, that silence. The fourth tip, elicit the five senses when and where you can. The fifth is to elicit emotion. The sixth tip is to be genuine. And the seventh tip, which I just shared, the story structure. Very simple, challenge, action, result. Now you can use everything that I have shared, not just on a podcast, but if you're speaking on stage, if you're sharing stories at a networking event, or even if you are being interviewed on another podcast, anywhere that your message is being shared and you want to make a bigger impact in the lives of the audience. You can use what I have shared. And I want to finish off by uh, saying a quote from JK Rowling. And she said, no story lives unless someone wants to listen. No story lives unless someone wants to listen. And if you incorporate even just a few of those particular techniques that I shared, those storytelling techniques, then you'll have that captured audience. They'll want to listen because, you know, you're just tapping in to to what they're struggling with, giving them hope and possibility through how you're sharing your story. Now, over to you. Have you tried any of these techniques? And if so, how have they worked for you? And if you haven't tried any of these techniques, I want to ask you, which one are you going to commit to trying the next time that you speak or whether you deliver a presentation or even if you're going to be an interviewee on a podcast? Leave a comment and let's keep the conversation going. Now, if you haven't already subscribed, I do hope that you will on Apple Podcast. Um, go and leave a comment there. I will always do a shout out when I read some of these comments in an upcoming show. So I'll make sure I'll shout out to you as well. And until next week, have an awesome week. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Want to learn how to leverage your expertise, monetize your message, while become known as an authority in your field? Access our free industry thought leader podcast series to show you how at www.annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series. That's annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series.